ideas, you know, that we're all uh, capable of, you know, having uh, virtues and vices. Sometimes the virtues appear, sometimes the vices appear. But I think the important thing is to, is to like contemplating that, how we we attach to the uh, to perception as a you know, how we we give our perceptions a a lot of importance by believing, by attaching, by identifying with them. So we become we become you know like what we the, the perception we have of somebody is what we tend to regard as a person. Because I can see that in me, how easy it is for me to to regard my perception of you as being what being you. Like a you know, perception is, is a is something, you know, that uh, arises and ceases in the mind, but then the, the illusion is that, that my perception of you is really what you are, is a kind of ongoing, permanent person. You know, until you until you really uh, investigate that, the sanya, vedima sanya kankara. So that's one way to let go, to break down the, the illusoriness of this, this attachment to perception. Perhaps to, to take away the, the uh, to, to, to uh, relinquish the habit of our grasping. That's where we become so rigid, it's like my view is right. You know, it's, uh, it's uh, like, because I have a good viewpoint, or I have a, even a right viewpoint, I grasp it. And, uh, and then I become very stubborn in, by holding to a viewpoint without knowing what I'm doing. I'm just, just completely identifying the cat to my view. Then, then anyone who doesn't agree is wrong. You know, it's totally wrong. And then one becomes very righteous, you know, and stubborn and inflexible. I mean, the same thing, you know, just in any war, how people are, you know, you get people just hold to views about their, their side being right and the other side being wrong. And then, uh, and, like in, and also, the good example is this uh, sentence against Salman Rushdie, isn't it, the, from the Ayatollah. <coughs> Ayatollah Khomeini was, was the epitome of this kind of, I'm right, absolutely, infallibly right. Or the, or the Pope was it, I'm absolutely, infallibly right about birth control and, and uh, the place of women in, this, in the religion. So I'm absolutely right. This is, there's no question. This is God's will. That's an attachment to, to a view that, uh, and that attachment is, uh, makes you very fixed. And, and uh, of course anyone who disagrees is wrong automatically wrong. Because on that level your mind can't, uh, you know, you're, 
when you're very attached to being right, and then, then, and, and that's your, and you don't, you don't see that you're attached to the view, then you, you make everything very dualistic, very simple, very simplistic way to think, but very divisive. Because then you're not allowing for <coughs> change, or when, when you make right and wrong absolutes, absolutes, then then you get this rigidity in in thought that this uh, makes everything. It makes life simple. Some people like that, you know, they like fundamentalism, fundamental religion, Christianity or Islam. You know, they get into this this kind of fundamentalist view that this is the word of God, this is the right interpretation and, and uh, everything else is wrong. I mean, in some ways people find that very easy uh, because it's very simple and very clear. Uh, they just, they're told, and they're, they're, you know, they're told what's right and what's wrong by somebody else. And that gives you a security. Um, you know, because you, in yourself, you just, you wouldn't, you still, uh, you still very, maybe insecure by having to figure it out, by, by contemplating, by, by, by bearing with the, the condition, by doubting, by uncertainty. I mean, these, these mental states are very painful for us to be uncertain or insecure or doubting, and not knowing exactly. That's a very, you know, very uh, troublesome mental uh, experience. So then, like a guru comes along, or some some messianic, uh, charismatic person and says, "I know the way. I'm right," and then a lot of people follow behind because then that if the, if the person is very confident and sure, then they're bound to get a following of people who who want that kind of uh, stability that comes from from being with somebody who's, who's confident, doesn't waver, doesn't cringe, who's absolutely sure. Well, you can see that in Buddha Dhamma, your, your doubt is something you you're even, uh, you know, you're, the, the Buddha doesn't give you anything to cling to. It doesn't, you know, it's not giving you, you know, stuff to, to hold on to. But always, as soon as you're holding on, it's like it's kind of takes, it moves the carpet from under your feet. You know, I think you've got it, and suddenly Buddha lifts the carpet out from underneath. You. Oh, no, no. <laughs> well, I had it all figured out. That the, uh, but then that constantly throws us into into doubting and insecurity, and then then our stability comes from from being able to contemplate from from that state from the ability to listen, watch, pay attention. So you're finding your 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 refuge, not in a doctrine or a or a guru, or, or something, or a convention even, but in, in that ability to be attentive and watchful.
that's where you find your, your, your stability. And, and, and it's, it has to come from within. It's not something that, that, that people, some, some force external can, can give you. So as dukkha is the first noble truth, then it, uh, it you know, it's pointing to the, the uh, existential experience of every human being. It's, uh, everybody experiences suffering. It's the most ordinary human experience. Nothing special about it. And that is a, because the suffering really makes us waver, and and you know, like when you when you feel confident through belief and through grasping things, and then you have a kind of false sense of security. You think I know, and I'm, and my side is right, and and our teacher says, and our guru tells us that this is right. And I believe because I know our guru is right, and the Bible or the Bible says it. This is right, and that is wrong. And, and so then, you, you know, you can see those, those people are all wrong. And there, and our side is right. And gives you a, makes, makes your mind feel very, uh, you know, you think you really know, feel comfortable with that kind of knowing and grasping of, of views. But then, then you're still creating suffering all the time because it's very dualistic and everything you do is, is causing a division. You know, there's them and us. It's, it's the devil in, against me. It's the evil forces out there ready to, to attack me and I've got to, you know, hold my own against them. And so, the, so you're always seeing life from this, from this state of fear and being uh, you know, in danger, things outside constantly trying to, uh, to uh, challenge you and corrupt you. <coughs> Where in the, in the, say with the refuge in Buddha Dhamma Sangha, it, because it is reflected, then, then you're able to see that. You're able to see fear and, and, uh, and like with Paticca Samuppada, you can see how you create the enemy. You know, how you, you know, just by, by the process, by that, that, that of, of not understanding things as they really are, then we create always as something opposed to us, as, it, as an enemy. And, but, in, but in the reflective teachings of the Buddha, then you, you see that you're creating the enemy. It's your creation, you're out of ignorance, you make, you make enemies in your mind. I say the other way is you actually, you create the enemy, but you don't know. You think the enemy is, has a reality all its own, quite independent of you. And the confidence isn't a, isn't a form of grasping, it's, a, it's, it's faith. And, and faith always seems a bit 
like, you know, it's faith. And, but it, it, it's faith, but on Sattva and Panya, uh, wisdom and faith, they're, they're very much supporting each other in this path. So that's why you, you're developing, you're using Panya for your meditation. And, and, the, and then the result of, of Panya is faith. So more and more you feel, you really feel, you can just totally trust in, in, this, in this awareness. You know, you don't have to know everything and, and uh, have to figure it all out and, and, and get caught up in all the endless uh, uh, problems and questions and doubts and, and that of, uh, that come to one's mind. You're beginning to see them like in terms of what the subject to arise is subject to ceasing. And more and more you feel really a strong uh, insight in, the, the, in, in seeing the, the, in this knowing of the conditions, the objects, the Dhamma, seeing it as Dhamma. The Manupasana insights into Dhamma. And then it's easy though to, but the doubting mind, when you start thinking about it, then you get caught up again into the... <coughs> unless you're using thought in a reflective way, you know, like you're, you're contemplating. But when you're caught in the, in the habit of thinking about it, yourself, and what this person said, what that person did, then it, and you're back into this, into this uh, cycle again. doubting and, and then uh, trying to figure it all out, taking sides, until you see what you're doing and you think and stop doing that. That's why in the, you see the non-grasp, you see the grasping and non-grasping and that inside, so, so clear, you know, so you, you know that it's mental clarity, mindfulness, that allows us to actually discern attachment like this, non-attachment like this. So that's Banya. Banya is going to is discerning the real from the illusory you know, the self and the non-self. That's why I like to, to really you know, contemplate the, the, in, the, in the silence of the mind, that bit of awareness, attention, but there's, but there's no thought, and there's not just the self there. And then, then then one can create, I can create myself in that. And just remembering my things I've done in the past and the attitudes and feelings about myself as a person. And start getting, you know, just by starting the momentum of that, and then you feel, you know, suddenly you, you become self-conscious, you become somebody.
and then you turn away from it, you let go of it, so the Buddha's silent. Then there's, there's, there's attention, there's awareness, there's, there's clarity, there's intelligence, but there's not the same, there's not this feeling of being anybody, being a person. until you start thinking again about, you know, thinking in the way of, a, of self, of views of self. I am. And then this this way, then even you know all the all the things in the, you know the the devils, the angels. It seems like everything's they're teaching you. It's suddenly not you realize there's nothing to fear. Like like where, where the other way, you've got this idea: I've got to be good, and I've got to touch the good, and and you've got to be on your guard against the evil forces because they'll take you over. So there's always this tension of, that comes through polarization, and then. Uh, but this way, it is, there's, there's even, uh, you can even appreciate the devil. You know, because you're, you're, you're looking at things, in, in, you're seeing that, that, that uh, these, all these conditions are, you're looking at them as objects, mental objects, rather than as, uh, as making anything, make, creating them into something more, into by attaching, by empowering them with all kinds of fears and desires, and then they become, they, they can even take over the mind. But if you see them exactly in terms of a mental object, and, then, and that's, that's really, that's stabilizing, to be able to look at some, some kind of dreadful thing in ter as a mental object, is, that's, you realize how, how uh, liberating that is. <laughs> Because usually, I mean, there's so many things we easily give into, like, especially like like boredom or doubt or uncertainty or uh, kind of uh, doubt. I think is a very uh, is very convincing because it is oftentimes so intelligent and uh, it uh, and we're very much. Uh, You know, it can be very, make us bring up uh, all kinds of fears about ourselves, and uh, so that it uh, it's it's one of the uh, and it's subtle. It's not it's not coarse like anger, like obvious, you know, <coughs> something like that. But doubt and, and that is uh, conceit and things like It's kind of subtle. And sometimes seems very you know. Really difficult to to see as objects because we can easily get involved with them very quickly. But then that's where you know as, you, as the kind of coarser. Uh, 
things are seen and, and then more and more you, you can deal with the subtleties of, of uh, mental <coughs> conditions, conditioning. Until the whole the whole thing that was the base and around each other is really you know, it's not just a group of words that are just a a Buddhist teaching in a book, it's, it's realized. The beta But there are latent tendencies and things like this that, uh, that we all have, karmic tendencies and so forth. That, that you, uh, you know, when life life changes and different things happen to us, it, we have to kind of experience different uh, unwanted experiences sometimes when things are. You know, that are uh, quite uh, that bring up a strong sense of self. And that's where that's where the practice really. Uh, once you understand how to practice, then then those things are like challenges to to your life. You really feel that you can uh, whatever happens to you, you can you will you will uh, you know how to how to use it for practice. And that that's a I think very to me that I can see that you know like coming to England and and uh, living here for eighteen years in Britain is a well really, you know quite a daring thing to do and, and step into the unknown and uh, in terms of you know not knowing what how you you know all the, the conditions and and uh, problems and situations and that that, that exists and, you know we're say in Thailand I, I, Develop the practice there, so I can become used to to the uh, to the situation there, and felt very much, you know, uh, kind of at ease with it and, and uh, familiar. But then, and so, and like coming to England, it was uh, one was, uh, but uh, because I had confidence in the practice by that time, I. I, you know, I wasn't always successful. Sometimes you get caught up and into various things, but they, but basically, they were, they, you know, just, it, as I kept referring back to the real practice, then then the, then things would go right, resolve themselves. <coughs> but in the world, you remember, in the power of worldly conditions are they very convincing, 
very reasonable, very strong, and and so that you know your you can you know your your whole kind of uh, character is being challenged by this. It brings up all kinds of, of uh, doubts and insecurities and and uh, tremblings of the heart in the way you know that people can, can you know say you're responsible for this and this has to be done and you need this and that shouldn't be and, and in, in many cases these are these are you know true uh, but not right right but not true situations uh, the way the world attacks is it's it's you know it comes right and very kind of intimidating and aggressive and so you're this is and especially in the in the position of a, of, a, of being a leader you know it's is coming at you in a very strong way, and and then you you have to keep watching your own emotional reactions to this. And so sometimes you forget to get caught up, and some some people are really powerful. They come in, little tomato. Something's got to be done about this. This is terrible. This is <laughs> you know, they're giving you a whole list of in this in this in this uh, hysterical talk, very, it is really upsetting. And so you're getting this, you're getting this incredible kind of power coming at you that's disturbing your emotions, really upsetting you. And, and they're saying things that are, you know, make you, that bring up all your fears and, and, and that. You get into this, we've got to do something, yes, we've got to do something. I remember Chitters years ago. There was a, this. Uh, this uh, I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Hank. Hank. American man, and uh, he was a very powerful character. Cheng Su. He had a, he had a Chinese. He had different names. Hank and Cheng uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Chang> Tzu, <laughs> but uh, he was uh, he he got he influenced quite a few people and uh, and then yeah he's a Taoist he is a bit you know a strange character and so he was he was uh, causing great uh, divisions in the community and. Uh, there was one side, group of monks and nuns that was really, really very much taken in by him. The other were very much averse to him. So, so the ones that were averse to him were coming to me and they said, we've got to get rid of him, Ajahn Sumer. He's, he's just struggling me. And uh, get really strong. Uh, you know, uh, strong vibration from these people. And, and then and uh, Cheng Su was, I found my own personal reaction was one side, you know, quite, I could appreciate him in some ways, but also I could see that he was a bit, you know, demented in a way, there wasn't something right about him. And uh, so, but I didn't, but I thought if I threw him out, my, my macho side wanted to throw him out, get rid of the problem, just say, get out of here. And don't come back. We don't want the likes of you. And that, that would have, that would have, uh, that way of getting rid of him, uh, you know, according to how you felt sometimes. 
But then if I did that, then, this, then these monks and nuns that were very attached to him would be, they would have to take sides. And, uh, and they would probably, at that time they were so infatuated with him that they'd probably leave with him. So I thought, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and so, so then, uh, then I tried to kind of integrate him into the community, which was a disaster. Remember, put him in charge of the kitchen, and it was <laughs> just one day of that, and the whole, the whole people were uh, up in arms. If they had hair to pull out, they would be pulling it out. <laughs> and to stop him from doing that. And, but anyway, it went on for quite a few months, and then uh, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I, uh, and I couldn't decide, you know, what to do because of the, you know, just if I'm making a heavy stand or, or just waiting. So I decided to wait, and then, and then, uh, then the circumstances happened that. Uh, the immigration service came to the rescue <laughs> and found out that Cheng Su had entered the country illegally. And so the Home Office ordered him out of the country never to return. It's <laughs> a great relief. Because then it couldn't be blamed on me, you know. The people, by that time, the people that had been infatuated with him were, were more, had kind of, were also more aware that it, it wasn't, that he was a bit, you know, off the track. But, uh, but it ended in a way better than I'd ever expected. Because then the home office was the villain. He's the one that came to the cottage, the man's cottage, at about two o'clock in the morning one night. Shouting, bahoom, bahoom, and we didn't know who it was, you know, and he woke us up and one of them and finally we kind of guessed roughly who could to be and it was him, he kind of knocking at the door, shouting and this was word bahoom and uh, he felt he was possessed by a true spirit. <laughs> and so we had to invite him in and, uh, and uh, he was in bed and she heard kind of voice in the background to see. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Rope roses, that's what he needs. <laughs> <laughs> Rope roses. He <laughs> just burst out laughing. <laughs> she was very funny. <laughs> and uh, finally he came down and uh, went away. But that was quite uh, an unforgettable night. Really, a challenge. Uh, 
to it. Because it, you know, to to be able to to be begin to see it as a mental object and not not be not just fall it, not let it just take you over and wallow in it. But that means, you know, that really it, the ter- sometimes this feels so easy to just when when especially negative doubting and, and doubts about yourself or about the 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 teaching or the whatever that is people can can come up with all kinds of things to make you doubt. You know, these people come and they, they tell you that they don't do it right, they do it that some other teacher's better or that you've got to do it there's a new Buddhism is old fashioned and you should do it in the new age style, whatever. And people we all get people get, you know, very full of doubt or Disturbed by by different uh, by things that, that you know causing them to doubt what they're doing, and so. But then they, then the practice developing the practice is 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 being able to uh, to use those situations because as you, that's why the nirvanas, the five hindrances like the. Vichikita is a, that's a very, uh, when you can really begin to, to, to trust in regarding doubt as a mental object. But then it goes, you know, it goes, doubt is subtle, so no, I've, I've seen doubt as a mental object. Have I really seen it? <laughs> <laughs> How do I know I'm right? <laughs> Am I overestimating myself? Am I... Maybe I should go ask God this to make What does the scripture say about this? <laughs> and, uh, and the... Uh, so... That's why, you know, as soon as you... As, so, as soon as you grasp the idea that you you kind of conquer these things, then, Beware of that, is the rebounds again. It's not a matter of, you know, I've conquered doubt, but uh, to, to, uh, to uh, make that into, you know, a personal uh, achievement. But, but work with doubt in that, get to know that kind of mental object, that, that feeling of uncertainty, because it's nebulous, you know, it's not like anger is something more kind of clear, doubt is a kind of like that, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. should I, or should I, or should I, or that kind of thing, but in mindfulness, when you're established in mindfulness, then you, that, that is seen as, as an object in the mind. Subject is an object rather than, than something we're swimming in, caught into, and just going around with it. But it does take a, a strong determination 
to, to practice like this because it, it's, it's there. It's, uh, and learning to sustain that attention because it's like nothing. It's not. It's, it's not like grasping something. It's not. It's not like. Uh, it doesn't seem, in terms of the worldly mind, any, like you're doing anything important at all. That's all right. This is what you do when you really want to think you're doing something. Can you hear the sound of the sound? I can hear the sound of the sound. 